1: Todd, what's going on, man? Well, buddy, there we go, time, man. It's
2: been a while, hey. Eh?
1: It's been a very long time, dude. How you been?
2: Yeah. yeah, been you know, all things considered, pretty good, I guess. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks uh, so much for having me on, dude. I really appreciate it.
2: Well, yeah, no, thanks for coming on and and joining us. Of course, you've done the radio side of things for me, but this is the first for the podcast. I mean, like eight year eight, man of the of the podcast.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> hey that you know what I say that all the time that's just the way time goes you well know yeah I mean? I mean
2: especially for you guys like you, you you know one bad son formed in like what 2004 yeah so you're coming <laughs> up on like the OBS is <laughs> must be stoked about 20 freaking years man like I know it's it, surreal it, is that a blink of an eye or is that like holy fuck we've been 20 years slagging it out
1: you know it's funny dude like some of the stuff feels like Blink of an eye. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you think back and it feels something feels like yesterday, but there are certain things that feel like holy shit, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. And,
2: and talk about playing shows again, man. You guys just played a show just a few days back, right? Uh yeah. So Friday know, Wolf and the Whale. No what was uh, Whale and the Wolf. Whale and yeah. the Wolf.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was our yeah, it was our first one back in oh, two and a half years. So
2: it wow. man, it
1: felt good. It felt real good. Like I've how good couple, is
2: that, right? Because I mean, that ultimately, that's what you're you're not you're not making music just to make an album. You're making music to play for people, to play for your fans, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: No, that's that's the whole thing, man. I I uh, actually was talking to somebody about that on the weekend. I said, you know, without this, there's no point to the rest of it. Like I, this is the payoff to the whole thing. You know, yeah. is getting on stage and and playing rock for people. And yeah. I've done a couple. I did a couple of my own acoustic shows, uh, kind of like at the end of last year. Okay. Uh, a couple a couple this year, so I kind of I dip my toe in it, but it, nothing's the same as like the full rock band you know, full thing no, no.
2: So, so, so cool. dipping the toe in it, is that a matter of, like as a singer, like is that just to kind of keep your chops up or?
1: Yeah, totally dude, I mean I released a song, like a solo tune um, it's uh, the theme song for this uh, movie that's coming out, it's like an indie kind of indie movie, it's a cool. little bit in development, but I had recorded this song so I put it out uh, last October. It's a song called "Shiver." Um, so I did a couple of tunes or a couple of shows for that. Uh, but yeah, it was like a way to just kind of, you know, make sure my voice is feeling right and just to kind of, yeah, to to reacclimate. You know, I mean, I've been sitting around drawing comic books for two years and <laughs> I haven't had my ass on stage. So
2: <laughs> yeah, nice. I had
1: to had to reacquaint myself with uh, playing live again for sure
2: yeah and i and i saw the tea party had posted that they're playing a the show with you is it like august july uh, august?
1: yeah august uh second and third we got we got a show with them in edmonton and then one in calgary so yeah, yeah. man we're kind of we're coming right back with some some big stuff and we have some other things that are unannounced or just they're still in the uh with the working one show in particular that's uh i can't quite talk about yet but it's gonna be awesome so, right <laughs>
2: and, and and how crazy were your guys's worlds with covid and everything like talk about a couple of fucking crazy years man like how did that affect the band and you know of course there's been major changes within the band yeah. we'll talk about in a sec here but
1: yeah honestly but, man it was uh you know personally i mean you know everything gets trumped by the fact that a lot of people died and suffered through the pandemic people i know personally right uh, passed away and and, you know so you you always when anything you're dealing with personally is like against that but do you know what i mean that's that's the the big part of it but for me personally and for the band it was a weird kind of like you know obviously yeah we'll get into it uh hicks left the band and and kurt and i had to reset and rewire but i think man we've been touring for to that point 17 straight years and they aren't they weren't small touring years either. Like we tour most of the year and it's go, go, go. So I think it was a it was kind of a necessary reset. It was kind of nice for Kurt and I to say, hey, we can't do anything. So let's just not do anything. Like let's actually take the time for ourselves. You know, I'd never spent that much time with my wife. You know, her her (laughs) and I met ever. (laughs) No, like her and I met and I was like, I'm going on the road in like two days and Um, so that part was great, like on a personal level to, to like, have a home life and just sort of reset and reassess. And of course I launched a whole new career in that time as well. So we were very productive. And then honestly, now that things are picking up again, it feels, you just feel so fortunate. You know, it was good to put it down for a little bit and, and then not that we weren't appreciating it before, but when you're in the middle of that craziness you can almost be so consumed that you lose sight of how amazing it is to be playing in a rock band and singing and recording songs. Right. So,
0: um,
1: as difficult as it was for sure, there were, there were some positives that came out of it and, you know, we feel better than ever and writing new tunes, it just feels fresh again. And so I think it was a a bit of a necessary reset for us, even though it was a, a forced reset right right
2: and and mentioning the ch-ch-ch-changes there's (laughs) a bad man to talk about uh ryan and is it tara or tara uh so tara
1: yeah so cooley ryan cooley has uh he played three shows with us at the end of well at the end of actually sorry the beginning of 2020 so he played three shows with us um and uh and then things shut down so he's kind of He's sort of been there for a while only even though he's only done a few for us um so he's solid uh bass player musician in general He's honestly a great guitar player as well and a really good human being, which is always nice to have but in he's the band key. yeah 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 um and as far as Tara, there's been some changes so we you know hicks leaving the band was tough i mean he's hicks Kurt and I are are the founding members like we we started the band, we've been through all the stuff together, you know so him uh going on to some other stuff is it's tough in the the in in a lot of ways of course but like we never wanted to like replace him you know where it's like this is the new person and like it's we just were like we just want to kind of be organic with it and not you know what's the right way to put it like not in this way like where we're going to just like forget about him here's the new people like it's we're just like hey this is the new version of obs whatever that's gonna be you're gonna get new songs and so um yeah tara's been awesome like we wrote two really cool songs with her uh she was planning to play these first shows with us but she uh has she got offered a very cool gig and uh uh, an opportunity you don't say no to which i can't talk about but Ah. she had a very last minute thing come up that we were like you you have to go do that like obviously you don't need our permission but like go get it um so we we're moving into this thing which we kind of were already doing with her which was like having some different guitar players lined up people that can play gigs and just professionals um and so it's kind of cool to have a little bit of a a a revolving door of like pros that can step in and play gigs. So we, we, uh, Mm. our first show was with, uh, Reed Shimazawa, who's, uh, from Calgary plays in a bunch of different bands. He's awesome. Uh, we have a couple other guitar players lined up to basically when we take a show, we, we run down the list of who can do it. And we, we go rock it, which is kind of cool to keep this fresh blood in the band all the time. and, And it really keeps things fresh. Um, you know, so, that's kind of where we're at and yeah like writing with tara was awesome she ironically lives four minutes away from me we didn't know where she lived. Oh. we thought she lived <laughs> in like toronto or something and turns out she lives right down the street from me so uh it was cool to just jump over and and write some songs with her so yeah again man it adds to kind of this new freshness in the band with like you know new people and you know just a new feeling. And of course, coming out of COVID, there's just a feeling of rebirth in general. So yeah, everything yeah. that's been happening has been real good for us. So
2: yeah, it must be cool to, you know, to go to another riff center.
1: Dude, a hundred percent. Absolutely. And I, you know, I write a lot of riffs and stuff, but it's, and Hicks obviously wrote a lot of riffs and, you know, Kurt writes music and stuff as well, but it is cool to have, different people that approach the guitar in a different way and yeah you know and even as far as having some different players come and play like it's cool to hear how she would play a song how someone like reed will play some of our old tunes you know it's it's cool to see how they interpret things that we've been playing for like you said almost 20 years yeah it's another thing that yeah it adds some kind of freshness where you're like oh yeah okay like that's a little different but i dig it
2: you know Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm curious. Um, you know, let's go back to where you're not in bands and you're just growing up as a kid. Like what are your parents playing around the house?
1: You know, it's funny. Like my history with music is my mom was always big into, she loves like the stones. She loves the stones. She loved the Beatles and bands like that. So my mom's always been a rock and roller. My dad was, uh, he's very eclectic in his taste i remember it was a lot of like uh you know paul simon and uh he liked um he's a big enya fan and uh yeah so i kind of got it from all sides um uh and then my when i was a kid like my brothers were just big rock guys my oldest brother was big into metal right and i grew up on the farm in the 90s right like the 80s and 90s so it's not like i had a large variety of music for me to choose from so it was like i got hand-me-downs from my bros whatever they were listening to (laughs) you know so i got into metal and stuff uh kind of at an early age and then to be honest for me like i got a big education kind of through kurt like he's a huge music guy um Mm. and and in my later teen years and into my 20s like it was late discovering like you know zeppelin and getting an appreciation for bands like the beatles and because mm. you would you would hear it but it wasn't what was being played like my friends weren't listening to that stuff you know right. i had i had one friend in school that listened to like metallica and acdc with me and no one else was into it so you weren't really discovering things you know so that all kind of happened to me yeah more in my like 20s i started to get a, a bigger appreciation for what was out there and okay okay you know because was like Personally, I was like a big, I was always a big Soundgarden AIC guy. Like that was when that stuff hit. Oh, yeah. I was around 13, 14. I was like, okay, this is the stuff.
2: This know? is my music. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and what was the first concert that you went to?
1: First concert I went to was ACDC Ballbreaker Tour in wow. Saskatoon. Yeah. I was probably, oh man, maybe 13 or 14 and just like forget it. It blew my mind you know like that's a great <laughs> first show to go to you know there's the bar yeah and i remember i have told this story lots before and i, I feel bad because it sounds like i'm shitting on them but i'm not but uh my girlfriend at the time had tickets to bush uh, mm. or bush x as they were called in the day in canada
0: right.
1: Right. <laughs> but i you know i'm a rock kid and i just saw this crazy acdc show and and Again, coming from the farm where you're sort of like, we didn't see a lot of shows. It wasn't shows to go to, right? So it was my first show. So as like a 13-year-old, I'm like, that's what shows are. They're crazy. There's Mm -hmm. shit, you know. Like at the Ball Breaker Tour, there was like the ball breaking through the stage and like the crazy, you know. And
2: I mean, like the whole deal's nuts. Yeah, and of course, they're just like meticulous. They're like just Oh, freaking ninjas with their, with their instruments.
1: 100%. And like yeah. Brian Johnson is screaming his ass off. I'm like, okay, so that's what the, <laughs> this is what shows are. This is what they all look like. Right. <laughs> and then we went and saw Bush and it's like, totally not that. And of course, years later you realize, yeah, of course, like every band's got a different vibe, but I just remember being a kid and being like, oh, this is garbage. Like, well, they're not moving around. They're not, no one's running, no one's swinging off shit. Like what is going on?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bush, why are you so mellow?
1: Yeah, why are you so mellow? Like, come on.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Shane, you mentioned, you know, for the COVID years, you, you know, you, you dove into the uh, the comic book world a little bit, man. Like you posted something the other day and I was like, what the, f- what? You're, <laughs> you're an amazing artist, dude. It's crazy, Thanks, man. right? Well, um, I appreciate it. So, so let's get into that world a little bit. Like who are some of the artists that you like really love and respect?
1: well you know it's cool man because my my art life and music life kind of go hand in hand with how things develop because once again as a kid on the farm like my mom would bring home comic books from like the local drugstore like whatever yeah. you know we go in there well, with her and she'd buy mini rack and all that yeah all, all and... spinner rack stuff so it's like you'd have like random superman batman issues some star wars stuff very like and so i didn't I didn't really know much about or get into the comic book game until I discovered my first comic shop uh, when the death of Superman came out in like '91. Uh, my parents, we went to the city and we found a comic store, and they took me there, and I was like, "Okay, it's all now. It's a whole different deal." So yeah, yeah. I got super into like the image stuff, like uh, Todd McFarlane, and um, you know, Rob Liefeld. yeah, yeah, Liefeld, and uh, Liefeld, you know, yeah. yeah, and then Jim Lee. Uh, yeah, Jim Lee, so I, I dove into comics in this, like, 90s, like, hyper-detailed, like, crazy, like, everything's over the top, every, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my stuff back then. It was like, and honestly, I still love, especially McFarlane, I mean, just as a human being, that guy is, just, he's living on a different level.
2: Um, it's so, really, it's crazy. Like, when he, when he was introduced into the Spider-Man world... Yeah, it was like what was an issue like two ninety eight or something like that? I think so. Yeah, Something around there. Like, yeah. it just went. It it just took that character from like, oh, that's a really cool character, to like, holy shit, is this a really freaking cool character? Like, oh, dude, yeah, what, what are, you, are you uh, like, why is it? Why is it not just the story, but it's also the art that makes it so tangible? You know what I mean? What, well,
1: dude? First of all, are you a comic book guy? Are you like, uh, are you an art guy?
0: Love oh, dude, I, love yeah, man, I love
1: it. I love it. Well, it's kind of nuts because it's like, that era was pretty crazy. And when you were living through it as a kid, you didn't get the gravity of what was going on. Like when Nirvana came out and like those bands really just obliterated hair metal and all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. living through it, you don't quite get the significance. Cause I was just into whatever was coming out. Like I was listening to Metallica. Soundgarden, nirvana van halen do you know what i mean like it all was the same for me and then only years later you realize like you know as you got older like that man it was a seismic shift in music
2: and it's some of the best music to ever come out ever
1: ever you know and of course it's all back now everybody's back into the 90s and comics were the same or it was this like when mcfarlane and jim lee and all those guys hit with marvel and they just amped up the art to this crazy place no one had ever seen before yeah everybody just lost their minds like they would mm-hmm. never seen art like that it was very so it was kind of it's kind of cool because like what was happening in comic books and music at the time was very similar at a very similar time like there was a very distinctive shift before like 1990 ish mm-hmm. and after you know and of course in comics it was tough because it, it caused the speculator boom and they were doing all these like, uh, uh, like variant covers and stuff. And actually like, you know, comic books all, was nearly destroyed because of the popularity of that stuff. You know, I mean, Jim Lee's, uh, X-Men one is still the the highest selling book ever, like 6 million copies fast forward to like, you know, six years later they they can't sell a hundred thousand copies. Like, you know, <laughs> and it's, uh, so it was like, it was so big that it's like, it's kind of like a wave, you know, the wave hit, but eventually that wave's going to crash. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, when I look back on my, like my time, like when I came into this world, like I've lived through, like for my vocations, like music and comic books, like uh, two of the such huge and maybe the last sort of seismic shifts in like comics and music. Because yeah. honestly, after so true. the true. After the quote unquote grunge movement, um, like that's the last time things really, there was like, a, it was this and now it's something else. You know, I mean, it's evolved obviously, but like, you know, ever since the digital revolution, you've seen evolution, you know, things evolve, but you don't have like, holy shit, this thing came along and just obliterated everything that came along. Yeah, there's nothing
2: that, that's been that impacting. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Since that scene. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Interesting. What's what's been your favorite superhero movie? Like, Logan was fucking deadly.
1: That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Deadpool was a
2: really good, like, the yeah i can I see where your
1: head's at i think we're, we're of the same kind of era so i can see where your head's at on oh totally like, characters. You're,
2: you're saying like music and comics like
1: ding ding Those are like <laughs> you know for me it's
2: like th- that drives my my life man for sure well, and they and they
1: go hand in hand i mean like i yeah. i have so many friends that like just like you when they find out that i draw comics now they're just like holy shit like they're i'm i'm <laughs> <laughs> becoming aware of all these like musicians and, and like uh songwriters that are just like massive, like comic book nerds, just
2: like I am so, so many people like, are super cool. Like dude, like when you posted that picture, I thought that you were fucking around saying <laughs> that you drawn it or drew it. Yeah. Uh, and then and that it was, was somebody else. And it was just like a friend of yours or something that like when I texted you, I was like, or messaged yeah. you. I was like, what the, what? <laughs> dude, It's amazing. Like you're a killer artist, dude.
1: Well, I appreciate it, man. I mean, we can get into that, like the the, the series that I'm drawing and stuff. But uh, but to answer your question about the movies, you know, I love those. I mean, yeah, Logan was awesome. Uh, my the the game changer movie for me ever was Batman 1989. Like Michael Keaton, that yeah. was like in in '89. It was like Batman came out, Ninja Turtles came out, and uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out, and it was like my world was just. A whole different thing. (laughs) But for modern movies, like I just, the Batman was really good. I thought it was Uh, good too. I I, I really liked it. You know, friends
2: that were bagging on it pretty hard. It's like, what? Are you watching the same movie that I watched? Like, we're in the
1: era, uh, man, of, we're we're in the era.
2: Well, but we're in the
1: era of like absolute fanboy culture where it's like, no matter what happens, somebody has to shit on it. They just have to. And I mean, it's Batman now. You've seen, a million movies a million different interpretations and like i think there's something cool about all of them to be honest like i love the christian bale like the the christopher oh, nolan it? series was awesome
2: yeah
1: i thought ben affleck was great though i didn't love those movies like i like parts of them but i'm like but i'm like also like that was your interpretation of that character and in right. our lifetime man we're gonna see a million batman movies you're, you're gonna see a million spider-man movies there's gonna be you know i love There's some of the Marvel movies I love, like the Thor movies have been. Like Ragnarok was one of my favorites, and then Love and Thunder looks
2: awesome. So totally, I love uh, the humor they inject in that.
1: Yeah, because they finally got it. It's like not every character can be dark, and Thor is a bit of a ridiculous character. So it's like just be out there with it. Like it's, and I think that's why Marvel's had such a huge impact is they they embraced the fact that like one movie can be more dark and serious, one movie can be a comedy. And they can all live in one universe. And that's why they're so popular, you know, like um, mm-hmm. brilliant on their part. You know, they've obviously they got
2: staying power. <laughs> something going on up there in the marketing <laughs> department of uh, of Marvel for sure. Absolutely, dude. So talk about uh, your series and like, you know, how hard it is to put something like that together and and kind of just, I guess, maybe like the back end logistics of things, you know, for, for fans like like me that maybe might not know what goes into putting, in, putting something like well, that in.
1: So my, so the comic book thing was pretty crazy for me, man. I, I've been drawing my whole life, like I design a lot of the OBS merch, and and I've always kind of done that. And I wanted to be a comic artist when I was a kid. Like that was my thing.
2: Dude, I wanted um, to, I wanted to own a comic book store. Like, in <laughs> yeah, you like still, that you was still what can. I wanted to do.
1: If you want to throw away some money, you can still right. own a comic shop. You know,
2: <laughs> you still can.
1: Yeah. It's still, it's still there for you. Yeah. Um, but so I it actually the timing of it was pretty crazy in uh so the 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 uh, uh the company that I work for is called Mad Cave Studios they're out of uh Florida uh, and they're they're an up and comer and they've actually kind of uh blown up in the last few years um not to toot my own horn but our our series was a massive hit nice. so it's done really well for them um, mm-hmm. but they unlike any other company? I don't know any company that does this. They run a contest every year. Um, it's called the Mad Cave Talent Search. So it's for artists and writers. Mm. So you can submit work, and if you win, they every year it's a little bit different, um, and you get to do work for them. So it's an opportunity for people that are not, you know, are looking for a break in the industry to to be discovered, basically. Mm. So that's very cool. Yeah, man. And it was like, uh, all credit to my wife, uh, my beautiful wife, Dana, who was on my ass about it. Cause we were, uh, we were getting married in like two weeks. It was at the, uh, like this, this contest ended in September. That was the deadline. And we were like two weeks away from our wedding. And I was like, holy shit. Like this, there's a, you know, at the time I was like, if I'm going to do any comic book work. Like I got to get on it. You know, I got, I was like 39 at the time. I'm like, I got to start digging in and at least get, you know, enter some of these things that I can find, whatever. Anyway, we're, we're two weeks out from the wedding and you know, it's a pretty busy time and you're just a lot of planning and the stuff. And, um, I was like, holy shit, there's this contest that they run. And, you know, it was like a five page submission, which for somebody who wasn't in the industry, like there's it takes a long time to draw a comic book page, especially when you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I don't know, like maybe you know what, maybe I could, I, I just like work, a, you know, work on my shit more and, and do it next year. She's like, no, like no matter what's going on, like go do it, like take the time, do it, submit, and then you know, so I it was probably the right timing. I didn't have the time to like obsess over it too much. I was just like, come up with something, do the best you can throw it out there Mm. and then we went and got married and you know lived happily ever after (laughs) and still are but then i i got a call like a month later that like hey you won wow and i i not you know i'd been really about a year before that i'd really put time into like getting my art going i'm like okay if you want to take this seriously like let's start working so i was working my ass off Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I, I don't know that I could tell you, Todd, that I was ready to draw comics at the time because I won the thing and they're like, okay, you're going to be drawing a five issue series um, <laughs> with a writer you've never met. And they're like, do you, are you okay drawing medieval stuff? I'm like, look, I don't really know how to draw anything. So it's all going to be tough. <laughs> so Love it. yeah. So they handed me the book and I, dude, I just like figure my shit out. I just labored every page I was working, you know, 20 hours a day to try to hit deadlines and, you know, trying and failing and succeeding and all the things, you know? So, um, anyway, that was the story of, of that first series was just a grind. And, uh, you know, just trying to figure out how to do it, which is really the only way you can figure out how to draw comic books is on the job. You, you don't get how hard it is. Like it is labor intensive to put out one comic book page and so. I'll just give you. I could sit here and just like eat up like <laughs> hours of your time, but basically, you know how it goes. Like the workload, um, I was doing it all digitally for the first series, just because I'm like, I need help. I need this to be as smooth as possible. I need to be able to fix mistakes quickly. Yep. Now I'm I'm kind of half and half. I I lay out and do pencils and pencils digitally, uh, and then I do all my inking, just uh, old school on 11 by 17 paper. So basically, like, I get a script. It looks like a movie script. It's like, you know, this person does this. They say that. Uh, The writer on this one gives me – he actually gives me all the panel breakdown. So it's like it's five panels. Panel one is like the guy swings at the guy with a sword, you know, X, Y, Z. Yep. Good good direction that way. Yes. But then I have to take that and interpret it onto the paper. And you're like, okay, that that took you two seconds to write. It's going to take me six hours to draw, you know? (laughs) Totally. And then, so I take it and, uh, do a layout, you know, I, I, lay a page out, I send it off to my editor and to the writer and they are like, yeah, that let's, that looks great. Or they give me some feedback on, and then once they say you're good to go, and then I, then I get to work and, uh, yeah, I, I get my paper. Uh, I know on the podcast, no one will be able to see any of this shit,
2: but I'll just show you one. Well, they'll be able to see it on, on YouTube.
1: Yes. So this is actually, this is a book that I'm doing right now. This isn't Nottingham, but, uh, so my pages look like this. Okay. Yeah. They're like 11 by 17 sheets. So I do, do all my inks. Uh, then I scan that in, uh, into Photoshop and fix up any mistakes or anything that needs to be prettied up a little bit and then send it off. And that the process I've, I've refined it down to being able to do a full page a day. So start, yeah, start to finish. Um
2: well, it's like anything, right? I mean, the more you do it, the better and quicker you're going to get at it.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I've tried to trim my days down from 20 hours a day to, like, you know, 15 hours a day.
2: <laughs> right. Half-ass <laughs> manageable. And thankfully, your wife pushed you to do that,
1: man. I am so indebted and grateful for her. Like, she, you know, we're, we're, we're an absolute team and yeah. have each other's back all the time. But she was just like, you got to do it. Like, this is your... This yeah. is one of your dreams. So like let's no, I'm like the present. 100 yeah, 100%. You can't get back time, you know.
2: No, 100%. So, um all right dude, let's let's get outside of music, outside of comics, everything right. you're known for. Okay. What are you binge watching lately?
1: What am I binge watching? Well, uh the most recent thing that I watched uh was Top Gun Maverick actually we went oh, and saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it was uh, amazing. Honestly, dude, it's like it, it's probably the best movie I've seen in years like you know on the whole I mean it's an action movie it's it's what it is but it's kind of like I don't know it, it was like if you're a fan of that kind of stuff if you liked the first movie it was like it was everything you wanted it to be without just being like fan service mm-hmm. it was like Tom Cruise understood that like fans want to see what they want to see like it's top gun you know this is not the godfather like you're not you know, it's like so it was just like the action was crazy and all the the, the crazy things they're doing. in these jets was insane. But the story was awesome. And it was like your hero got to be a hero. And there were all interesting characters and dynamics. I'm like, that was just a great movie. Like I yeah. felt for the first time in a while, like I, I loved the Batman. I thought it was like a half hour too long. I'm um, like, yeah. you know, it was the first time. And I'm not, a, honestly, dude, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to just rip apart people's art, you know, and. But it, this was the first movie I, in a while that I really was like, "Holy shit, it's over!" Like you know what I mean? Where it was like it felt like mm. watching movies when I was a kid, where you're just kind of engrossed, and then so so that was super cool. I yeah. really dug that. As like, far as
2: series, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen one bad review. No, it was
1: just like, wow, that was great. You mm. know, okay, and it and kind of cool to see that. As you well know, I mean, you're you're in the entertainment world, dude. Like people just shit on everything. Like I said, Order. we're in like it's fanboy time. So it's like if Star Wars puts something out, well, we don't like this character, and we don't like that, and everybody has opinions on everything. So I think this movie at least showed that like if the product is actually really good, people get on side. Like no one's you know there was nothing really for people to complain about. It's like it was just an awesome movie. Yeah.
2: You know? Right. Um. Like you said, but, if, there was, if there was something, people would be all over it. Oh,
1: for sure. You know, and of course, I mean, it, sadly, we're in the world of like internet trolls and everything else. So it's, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Which is <laughs> just, man, going on Twitter is always just like, you, you got to be ready for it and just be ready to, to <laughs> tune out 98% of it. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. No, it was great. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched like a ton of series lately, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I'll admit we watched Bridgerton and I got super into that. I'm a history buff and I, I uh, um, so we, we got into Bridgerton and I was like, I was digging okay. on that. What's I can get name? into I can get into anything, dude.
2: You yeah. Know? Pretty much same for me. If you're a history buff, uh, you should check out a show called Taboo. It's oh, about, I've heard about that. It's about the it, 1800s. Is, and,
1: is that the one with uh,
2: uh, Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, yeah. So yeah. His, his dad bought the Nutka Sound, which okay. Is path the travel route to China, right along the Americas, and it's a, it's about that. And and each side the uh, the uh, in East Indian Trade Company, East, I think it was East called East India Trading Company, yeah. Trading Company, yeah. And then uh, you know the Americas, uh, the British uh, uh, part of it all. They all want yep. that, right? Yep. And it's and it's him navigating through that. He's a bit off. Cool. It's very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I just wrapped it up a couple days ago. Oh no way! How many seasons? It's just one, so you only have seven, seven or eight shows, and it's—I mean—they're about an hour each show.
1: Okay. Also, is this like a limited series? I'll check it out for sure, man. I—I would love that. Like one of my favorite series was uh, Deadwood. I love that. It was awesome. So you know,
2: I like Deadwood, but I thought there was too much swearing.
1: I mean, they—they made a choice. They went at it from uh like, you know which but, yeah wonder, but overall like yes so good and you wonder if if you i mean deadwood was uh it's a it's an absolute it's an illegal frontier town that's just full of hooligans right so i mean would they talk like that maybe i don't like who knows how crazy yeah, it would have been you know yeah, maybe
2: it um, certainly wasn't enough for me to be like i'm not watching this anymore obviously i swear yeah. like a sailor myself but yeah i just thought you know like back then did they have motherfucker? Like, well, you know we what people that the,
1: the showrunner, I, f- I forget his name. He's a super intelligent dude. And he, he said, he's like, no, they didn't use those swear words, but he's like, if we use the swear words, they would have used like consarnet and things like that. He's like, it would sound ridiculous and it had right. no impact. Cause we don't use it. So, so he's like, he's like, we use modern swear words, which would give you more of an, of an authentic feel because you get that that's super offensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so. Okay. And that made some sense, you know.
2: That's very. Nice. Other
1: other than that, dude, I I like watched like The Mandalorian. I loved I I yeah. watched a few episodes Great of
2: series. Have you gotten into the Obi-Wan Kenobi yet? I haven't uh I'm I'm I waiting given it a few three or four before I'm, you know, I'm going to start to really truly binge it.
1: Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the first 3 episodes and it's like you know it's tough with Star Wars, man. Like I'm, I'm such a like, a, you know, the first three were my movies, and I wasn't a big fan of the prequels, and uh, the sequels were like okay, like. But I also realize, like, unlike the fanboys, I'm like, not every movie's made for me. And George Lucas actually said a really smart thing, where he's like, every new Star Wars thing, everybody has it in their head already, so anything you make won't live up to their expectation because they've right. already made the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I have one complaint about Star Wars, I'll be honest, and it's probably why I really like the Mandalorian. Is like, I don't need all the explanation. I suppose like I liked when you watch those first three movies, you you wonder like, what are the Clone Wars? Like, who are these? What happened to Darth Vader? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's cool left to your imagination. Sure. But once it's like you're trying to fill in every blank and give every bit of backstory. I mean, that's why part of why Solo failed is because it's like, I don't, I don't really need to have all this explained to me. Like, give me some new characters. Like, let's have some new mythology. I think that's why people like the Mandalorian. You know, they they put in like the Luke Skywalker stuff and they give you a bit of fan service, which is fun, but it's like a new character. some new lore, some new stuff. And I think if anything with Kenobi, I'm like, there's great parts in it but i'm like i kind of don't really need to know about this like it's the (laughs) you know also like i know what happens to obi-wan kenobi like i don't you you can't i'm not worried he's gonna die in this series i'm not worried that vader's gonna get defeated so you're and that was the problem with solo too i think you're like i i know this character's story so there's no what's the danger here yeah that i'm you know anyway that's my that's my super
2: nerd uh philosophy on it <laughs> back, back to back to comics and stuff. I, I I meant to ask you this: which superpower would you want to have?
1: You know, man, going back to being a kid, like, we'll keep it selfish. If I if I was like in my real adult human self, if it was like if this was a real choice, I would probably base it on like how could I help people. But let's keep it selfish. My selfish superpower would be flight. Like, come on. Like, just to be able to, like, get up and fly around. Yeah, That's what I wanted when I was a kid. I wanted to be Superman just because he could just fly around. Bulletproof. You know, yeah, I mean, if I was to have, like, a whole array, if I was to have one superhero's powers, it'd be Superman. Because I could still be Batman, but I'd be bulletproof. So,
2: Right. I, I always pick Nightcrawler. I, I, you know, teleportation would be so freaking cool, man.
1: Wouldn't you be? Wouldn't you be worried about teleporting into a wall, though? Or well, no, that's stuck? the thing.
2: You'd you'd be able to never have to worry about that. I guess that's true. <laughs> I'm making that's little true. amendments to the <laughs> superpower as we go.
1: So uh, if that ever well, happened and you were stuck in a wall, I'd be like, Todd, did you really? F- I told you. Like, come on, man! I told you what was gonna happen. I'll be
2: like, no, no, read the read the amendment. No, read the asterisks. I can't teleport to the wall. That's very actually. That's super
1: interesting, man. Because uh, what? Who is it in the X Men that can move through walls? Is that like Kitty Pride oh, or something like that? Yeah, I always thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, same. Just like drift
2: through walls and stuff. Certainly get some banking done in a hurry.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> awesome, Shane. Thank you again, man, for for coming on and and hanging out this this uh, this morning. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. Your, uh, your band's very easy to find on social media. It's just straight up One Bad Son. On One Bad Son. Instagram, yeah. Uh, yeah. Facebook, of course, Twitter, the rest yeah. of it. Absolutely. Uh, we're waiting, I guess, for a TikTok. Are you guys going to be doing any of those crazy TikToks? Well, you know what?
1: <laughs> I'm going to talk to Kurt because uh, we should get into the TikTok game, but I feel like if you're going to do something, you got to do it, right? You know, so um, now that now that we're firing back up and we're, we're going to have more video and stuff, there's more reason probably to do it. So I'll, I'll chat to KD and see if we get in the tick tock game. <laughs> and as far as my stuff, you can find me at, uh, you know, Shaneconrevolk.com And like, yeah, my all of my social media is, is ShaneConneryVolk, Twitter. Yeah, you can find me everywhere. And I do um, I'm taking a little bit of a break from it, but every Monday I do a, a live drawing show called Midnight Ooh. Drawer. Cool. And actually, the art that you saw was from the Midnight Drawer. So my I have my, every Monday I do these. The one wow. you saw is in here somewhere. Wow. Um, yeah, so you can check out uh, Shane Connery Volk on YouTube. There's music stuff there and the Midnight Drawer stuff there as well, if you want to see me just yak and draw.
2: Sounds cool. fun, man. Sounds fun. <laughs> well, say, say hi to the rest of the guys and I guess the, the girl as well.
1: Absolutely will and, do. Uh,
2: we'll see you w- online and when you come through Vancouver let's grab a beer and uh, and have a have a little bit of a hang
1: Todd I would absolutely love that man thank you so much for this
0: the Toddcast podcast on toddhancock.ca attention fans of fairy tales that are magical hilarious and grim the award-winning pinna original podcast grim grimmer grimmest has new episodes out now While you've probably heard of the brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children. And in Grimm, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real, weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim, to grimmer, to grimmest. So there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes.